So we have very interesting developments in the area of abortion law and otherwise, but we also have this whole new notion of science. Everything is, uh, you know, they, they claim to be all about science and such. We, we heard about the hypocrisy. We, we've heard about how people will twist things in the way they, they want to. Um, but it's very interesting, isn't it, Ari, when we talk about China, that the, the big issue du jour is whether or not the, uh, <clears throat> the virus came from the, the lab in Wuhan or whether it was uh, from the wet market. I think the wet market has been pretty much ruled out at this point, but they keep on saying that it's possibly from the lab, which to my mind means, yeah, it's, it's from the lab, right? It's like uh, when somebody says, let me tell you, uh, I, I'm... I want to be honest with you, which means that they've never been honest with you, right? It's, or where they, they tell you that, uh, you know, they're not trying to tell you X, it means that they are trying to tell you X, right? So when they say to you that, well, we're going to consider the fact that, or the possibility that this virus came from a lab, it means that it came from the lab, okay? That's, that's the bottom line, because the left certainly didn't want that narrative developed, but here it is. And they can't escape it. Uh, having mocked those of us who believed all along that the, the virus came from, from the lab. To me, the only issue, Ari, was whether it was negligently released and then exploited once it was negligently released or whether it was intentionally released from the get-go. Uh, and I'm now, now leaning very strongly to the, possibility, to the likelihood that it was intentionally released um, for many reasons. One is that... If it were, I mean, even the Russians in Chernobyl, at first they, they tried to say it was nothing, but then they eventually had to acknowledge that Chernobyl was, was a mistake. You know, they'd had to deal with it at some point, possibly because it was such a, you know, obvious and transparent problem that they couldn't get around it. It's not as if you could, uh, you could argue somehow that there was not a radioactive fallout, fallout from, from Chernobyl. So obviously something happened. And in that case, it was negligent. But nevertheless, they ended up having to open their doors to, to somehow deal with it. In China, however, because there's questions as to the origins of it, you can't see a virus in the same way you can see a nuclear explosion, for example, right? Uh, so that they had all this uh, opportunity to create mischief and to rely on this argument somehow that it may have come from a, a wet market and from a bat, no less, and so on like that. I'm, I'm not going to even go into the nonsense of why it couldn't have come from a, from a bat. But the, the probability that it came from a lab, and intentionally so, seems to me to be very high. Let me explain why. One is the fact that it's Wuhan. Okay? Wuhan is where the, uh, the, the scientific laboratory and the, the gain-of-function uh, aspects of, of this virus were highly developed and encouraged. So, okay, they, we've got a problem, Lucy, right, uh, in that situation. So all fingers seem to be pointing directly to this lab, which was only a mile away from the alleged wet market origin that they previously had tried to push. So now we know, in all seriousness, it had to have come from the lab. Okay. Now, was it intentional? Let's look at it this way. If it were negligently released, okay, I don't think there would be any skin off of the back of the Chinese to say, yeah, we had a guy that we didn't, uh, you know, it turns out our protocol wasn't observed that one particular day, and this guy did it, and he's been severely punished. Okay? They could even use a scapegoat. 
Yeah. And now, and now he's dead. Um, or whatever it is, because of COVID, et cetera, et cetera. It would be very easy for them to do it. I don't, I don't think that, that it would be that much skin off of their back. They're more than happy to torment their own citizens in any number of known forums around the world, right. from concentration camps to slave labor. It would be nothing uh, of them to do, and it would be a safe-saving measure that fits their kind of uh, corporate and political culture to do such a right. thing. Now, and then also no, no, be I, seen by the, as heroic by the rest of the world for coming clean. That's right. Okay, so that, that's, that's exactly right. The next point it kind of relates to what you just said, Ari, which is that if it were negligent, they would have let uh, the American observers and, for that matter, international observers to try to figure this out as quickly as possible. But their actions betray a different action, a different intent. Yeah, betrays deception. Yeah. So among them are the fact that we all know, no one denies this, that they closed off the flights from Wuhan to the rest of China and opened it uh, from Wuhan, especially from Wuhan, to all over the world. So how you can square that circle and argue that they still didn't know the, about the, uh, the dangers of this COVID. And it, it, it looks like very clearly that they were trying to spread this virus as much as possible, but not within China. Thank you very much. Then they also had the, all these videos. This is something that I, I brought up on my Sunday show. They, do you remember back in November and December of 2019, uh, maybe even January, you, you had all these videos leaked from China where they show... Uh, people being stuffed into these uh, white boxes and then scurried off. And they sealed these apartment buildings also that were suspected to have COVID and, and that didn't let anyone out, right? It, it was, and then we heard rumors to the effect of people are being led into concentration camps just for the COVID thing. Uh, that's, that, this is above and beyond the, the whole uh, concentration camp for the Uyghur Muslims. Right and all the other crazy things they've done with the uh, the, yeah, one, the one one child policy. Right, and also a story out of Japan that strange black ash-filled rain was falling over Japan that had a strange smell to it, as well, if bodies were being cremated in mass numbers. Yeah, this, that gets sort of conspiratorial. Okay. But the reports out of Japan that such and such happened are true. Okay, so that th- these are the things that that were happening, and I think they released these videos. Now, in hindsight to basically tell the world this is the way you should deal with this particular virus, yeah. right? And so we decided to take China's lead, follow China's lead, uh, because they're doing it. They're kind of you know, sanitizing everyone and, and throwing people into these, these kind of COVID prisons, as it were. Uh, <clears throat> maybe we should do something similar, uh, at the very least, shut down the entire economy. Because that's what China did. Right. I'm, so, I'm but who are we to just kind of have business as usual? We, we must be fools. And, you know, China, you know, somehow they respect, uh, you know, this whole China for a day thing that Thomas Friedman tried to push a long time ago. So there's this, this sense that you, we, we should follow their lead. I think they did, they did it purposefully. How about that? Well, yeah. I, I think that they wanted the world to see these videos because especially China, who has such a tight control on what gets seen and what doesn't get seen from China. Um, but somehow these get leaked. 
uh, I'm not buying it. Yeah, and it, it's part and parcel of the of the. It's like you know, in in the movie trilogy, something that starts and then crescendos at the end. It's part and parcel of the footage that came out in 2004 and 2005 about SARS when you saw all these people in China running around with masks on. Yeah, and it looked ridiculous, but you can see it was almost like a seed idea that was planted back then to be used later for yeah. us that was so quickly adopted on our side without our leaders ever saying, you know what, the Chinese communists are doing that. We don't do that here. We're America. We don't lock down. We're America. You know, the, the whole idea that we're America, we're exceptional, we don't do stuff like that was never out of the lips of any Democrat leader or the rare Democrat leader. And they, they implemented these, you know, staggeringly um, new ideas in the American system so quickly, yeah. you know, without any afterthought. You, you, you look at a Whitmer, a Newsom, a Cuomo, and they, they seem so enthused to do it, you know? Yes, so th those are good points. And, and it came that, straight from uh, Chairman Xi, as you're saying. So the next thing that I think really reveals the intent is the fact that they did preclude all the international observers. Uh, they hid so much information. They uh, gave a lot of misinformation regarding the, the scope and the virility of, uh, of, of this virus and otherwise. So, uh, and, and we lost precious time. Had they quickly opened their doors to all the inspectors, whether it's from the World Health Organization or otherwise, uh, we could have and likely would have saved not just hundreds of thousands of lives, but likely millions of lives. Uh, we have, what, 4 million, 5 million people who died from the COVID virus or complications due to COVID. Uh, that, that is something. That, that's a big, big deal. Now, the next thing to look at, uh, this is item number four or five that I'm talking about that reveals what I believe to be, um, to be intent, is the fact that it was the timing the timing could not have been more perfect. You mean when a certain guy who was making America great was running for re-election? Yeah, something something to that effect. Yeah. I, I, I think his name was about that. a guy with uh, orange hair or whatever it was. Yeah, anyway. you remember he used to say that Barack Obama is no longer president of the United States, and somehow all of these things led to a white version of Barack Obama being president of the United States again? Is that, is I, I, I mean, let's not go there. I mean, just the point is that the timing of the election was such, of the uh, of the release of the virus was such that it really created such a catastrophe, not just in the world economy but America's economy. And China didn't suffer as much. Interesting, right? Well, it's funny, and, and, and not that they would care. Not that they would right. care, by the way, because it was worth it to them. But China seemed to kind of get back on its feet pretty quickly. Uh, they, they had these mass rallies and everything else, and nobody really was talking about this massive new infection rate in China or the death rate in China. Somehow they had it under control. And somehow they just happened to be manufacturing almost everything the world would need to comply with the new normal in the wonderful time of virus. Right. Isn't that just interesting? Yeah. It, it, was, it was timing uh, now, and especially because of Trump, you know, he was putting China on, on its heels. He was uh, eating their lunch, as it were, uh, forcing them to task on the trademark violations and the other intellectual property violations. These, these were big problems for China, and they didn't want to have anything more to do with Trump. They would do whatever they could. And mind you, that China has something called the bioweapons uh, industry. I mean, what is, I mean, there's a reason why they call it bioweapons. 
right? The, the idea is to release a virus that will do your bidding. Yes, you might lose some of your own in the process, but you know what? That's, that, that's part of warfare. And the fact that they have it at all suggests that they're ready to use it if and when necessary. Well, what happens when your Communist Party, uh, the elites of the Communist Party, see that their power might be uh, threatened from an existential point of view? What do you do? You release the hounds, in this case, the virus. So uh, with the gain of function and all the crazy stuff, I mean, I, I remember, Ari, you and I were talking about this uh, as early as, uh, as early March on this show and on my Sunday show, um, I was saying that this was intentionally released. Duh. Yeah, to it me it was really, duh. It really didn't take... And notice the other thing. It didn't just affect the presidential election. It totally stopped the Democrat primary from even happening so that their candidate could be selected for his sinophilia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. exactly right. I, I like that that, that approach. You the might want to explain to the audience what sinophilia is. Sinophilia is love of China, okay? So support of China and so forth. But but again, the point is that they got Biden. Of course, they wanted Biden to be the president. He's at best uh, very weak against China and would not stand up to China. And at worst, uh, doing their bidding and actually uh, supporting their, uh, their, their infiltration into America and otherwise throughout the world. So to me, the possibility of China using this as a, as a weapon is very high. Uh, all the consequences that flowed from that seem to inure to the benefit of China. As they say, follow the money. In this case, follow the power and the consequences that seem to uh, inure to the benefit of China. Uh, then you've got a very, very easy explanation. Now, when people say that's so conspiratorial and it's so crazy that you could think this way, what, why? Why is that conspiratorial? Uh, countries do crazy things in order to support their infrastructure and their governing uh, control. So if I were to tell you back in the early days of World War II, uh, and even before World War II, that, hey, I think this man named Adolf Hitler and his henchmen are rounding up Jews and systematically killing them and gassing them in concentration camps. And that's, you know, all, all the, the, the facts suggest something to that effect. And would you call me conspiratorial? I, I'd be right, and you would be wrong. Why is it so preposterous to think that a government like China, and mind you, this is a communist dictatorial, brutal regime, why would it be so preposterous that they would do such a thing? Why? And they would know that they would have uh, the useful idiots within America and otherwise who are so afraid to point fingers at China for economic and social uh, reasons such as uh, being terrified to be called racist and so forth. Why? Yeah, at a point where China pointedly controls all of the big six media companies yeah. entirely. Yeah. Disney, CBS, uh, uh, Viacom, uh, NBC Universal, uh, most of Fox, um, MGM's uh, studio, uh, all of them, all of the big ones, Time Warner, they're all controlled by China or have to cow down to China so that China owns the information flow and can say whatever it wants about its enemies and make sure that anyone it wants as its friendlies are forced to comply. But not this podcast. Anyway, the point is that 
science is a, a, you know, it's a funny animal because we want to believe what we want to believe. Science, the way that the left has advanced it, they, they want to, how, how shall I put it? You know, throughout this entire COVID crisis, uh, the, the shutdown and everything else, there is so much falsity involved. We know this now. We know that they, the claim about the hydroxychloroquine and the zinc uh, combination, that they were indeed inf- effective therapeutics. Um, what's the other drug that was called? Ivermectin. Ivermectin. Whatever. And the notion uh, that the that there was spreading much, the virus was far more infectious, and therefore the death rate was far smaller. Uh, that it didn't impact young children, and that, that schools didn't need to be doing this, and so, all the stuff that, that had nothing to do with science. It had everything to do with some sort of social agenda, right? Teachers' unions yeah, and otherwise. Masks, yeah, vaccinations for kids, you know, everything. So the point is that we know that the science was being manipulated or at best ignored uh, when it came to these things. And then the same people that claimed that uh, one thing about masks, and we, we now know that they were lying to us for a, a greater purpose, you understand, because they, they needed to keep the masks uh, for the, the, the frontline health workers. Um, therefore, it was, it was appropriate to lie to you about the uh, uselessness of masks before they told you that masks were essential, right? So, but then they expect you to just believe them and everything else. You know, I lied to you for good reasons before, but you can take whatever I say now to the bank. Yeah, right? and one thing really fast about these precious frontline workers. Reports are now surfacing from very legitimate sources that the hospitals were empty. Why do you think all those frontline precious healthcare workers were doing song and dance routines out of cats? Yeah, because they, because they could, because they yeah. had the time so to do so. those precious frontline workers didn't need masks. It was a lie. It was, I mean, every part of it was a lie. Okay. So we, we, we got that about the frontline workers, but the point is that there was so much misinformation, disinformation, false information, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you just ended up scratching your heads and you could say, well, you know what? It's a learning process. We, we didn't know too much about this virus and we learned a lot more of course with time, but no, no, I, I don't accept that. I, I, I'm telling you Ari, that there was a calculated effort on the part of China to spread this virus, that's one thing, and then a calculated effort by the Democrat Party to exploit this virus situation because never let a good crisis go to waste, right? According to our good friend, uh, what's his name, Rahm Emanuel, the former mayor of Chicago, um, and uh, operative for the Obama administration, he was. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, he was, right. he was chief, chief of staff. Yeah. yeah, but he was an operative of the Clinton years, going way back. So very know. involved in the, in the Democratic yeah. uh, Party, and the point is that uh, you know they, they did what they could to manipulate this, this and, and exploit this you know this, this crisis to their advantage. And I think, of course, the ultimate being that they insisted insisted that they had to have uh, mail-in ballots uh, spread throughout the world. Uh, throughout the country, at least, so that uh, we could have a, this massive influx of new ballots uh, that uh, didn't necessarily have any vetting to them. So that, boom, all of a sudden, we had this election that appears to have gone for Biden. We know that it was not for Biden. I, I'm convinced of that now as well. Okay, bottom line, this is a reflection about science. The, the whole topic of discussion today is science and how easily science could be manipulated 
uh, and people twist things in a way. It's not even twisting. It just down is the new up, as the Radiohead so- song goes. Uh, it's a great song, by the way. Very good melody. But they will tell you that a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, and and that you are not scientific if you don't agree with them. Yeah, they're literally saying in so many words. Science now has proved fish need bicycles, <laughs> right? Yeah, so, well, two plus two doesn't necessarily equal four, and there are no real right answers. There's no one answer to everything in math or science. Yeah, there is, but nevertheless, they believe or they want to advance this notion. And so you have, it's, it's anything goes. It's the Wild West at this point where you can say anything, I mean, who is that woman? I think it was uh, uh, some some woman operative in the in the, the Democrat Party who said that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, Lori Lightfoot saying that uh, systemic racism is a health crisis in America. It needs to be treated like a uh, health crisis, yeah. right? So, okay, uh, that doesn't sound very scientific to me, but there it is. Uh, and that what we said before about the men and women uh, interchangeable thing, what we said about the numbers before. And then, you know, even abortion, uh, when we talk about uh, issues of, of abortion, like when is a life a life? Uh, and and the, the incredible inability of the left to consider the fact that a baby in the womb is actually a life, even after the heartbeat, even after the six months, no, the three months, that they proclaim to follow uh, the reasoning with uh, on Roe v. Wade, they don't think that that a four-month gestated uh, fetus in the in the womb is somehow a, a baby. They don't think that at all. Right. Well, I think you get into sort of an interesting twist there because in all the previous examples, we're seeing unscience being defined as science. On that one, settled science, the actual settled science is called, I don't know, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, we can't be sure about that. So free to choose, right? Suddenly they become Milton Friedman yeah. on that one issue. Yeah, very, that's very funny. But, but also with global warming, of course, you know, notwithstanding all the, uh, you know, moving goalposts when it comes to, to when the earth is going to, you know, fall apart and, and catastrophize, right? I mean, it's, it's really quite phenomenal. They just ignore each of their own ground game rules. Yeah, I just got the new memo. They, they're saying that the earth burned up five days ago. Yeah, you know, right. so. Okay, so but let me go back to the abortion thing because uh, Nancy Pelosi recently held a conference, in case you didn't know, uh, and she was confronted with a question about um, a new law that I think it was in Georgia or somewhere to the effect of that you, you need to respect that after 15 weeks, it's a life, okay? So very interesting how she addressed yeah, this. Meaning so, in that state, after 50, you can only do abortions before the 15-week mark. Right, That's okay, so that. here we go. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to hear, I want you to hear this and, uh, and then we'll discuss. The Supreme Court this fall will review a Mississippi law that bans most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Is an unborn baby at 15 weeks a human being? Okay, so again, just the question really is, is an unborn baby after 15 weeks, meaning 15 weeks gestating in the womb, is that a human being? Okay, so that's a simple question. You know, she could have answered that in many different ways, but we'll see. Let's see how she answers. Let me just say that I am a big supporter of Roe v. Wade. Uh, I am a mother of five children in six years. I think I have some standing on this issue as to respecting a woman's right to choose. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, th- th- we call this uh, sidestepping, 
right? Uh, in law, we would say demurring to the question, uh, meaning that you are really just not even dealing with the question whatsoever. But she does deal with the question. She says, I am a big fan of Roe v. Wade. So uh, what, what does that mean? Roe v. Wade means more or less after three weeks, uh, three months rather, which is what uh, that, that calculates to four times four, 16 or so weeks. Uh, so in this case, it's 15 weeks, so it's a little less than the Roe v. Wade three-month mark. But nevertheless, she could address that. And she could say, you know, I think that Roe v. Wade got it right and that we should view uh, it as a life after the, the 15 weeks. And, I, you know, I, I think that should be measured. But, and then, but then the weird thing, she, she says, is that she's a mother of five children, Therefore, she has some standing. Yeah. Isn't wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on, hold on. What, what does that mean to say that you have standing because you're a mother? I mean, uh, so, okay, so a mother, therefore, I mean, what's her name? Uh, the, the Susan Smith. Remember yeah, that? Let's go in an analogy slaughterhouse on this one, please. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, no, no, no. I'm sure you've got good ones. I've got ones. Well, we're going to work ready with that. To so, go. so Susan Smith was this woman, uh, or Andrea Smith, I forget her name. She... Uh, this woman, she, she put her kids in the back of seat and she drowned them, right? That's one thing. I think of Susan Smith. Yeah, and then there's a horrific Andrea story. Yates, Susan, That's what I'm Andrea Yates, not Andrea Smith. Well, Susan Smith drowned them in a car. Andrea Yates drowned them in the bathtub. Yeah. So they were both, I think they were both, interesting enough, mothers of five. So let's use the mother of five standard here, right? Well, whatever. I mean, the point is that they were mothers. And, and so did they have the, 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 the right somehow? Therefore, she has standing to, to opine about this. And, and conversely, if you are not a mother at all, if you're, let's say, only 20 years old and you're not pregnant yet at all, don't even have a boyfriend in sight, fine. Uh, you, you have no standing to, to talk about whether or not it's okay to, to, to kill a baby in the womb? Really? That's, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this nonsense. But she says it, obviously, for the purpose of saying, look, I'm a mother. I appreciate the, fa uh, the fact of pregnancy. I've, I've enjoyed the glory of life and all that stuff. But apparently, she doesn't see it as sacrosanct as you and I do. And the fact that I guess she's Catholic, right? So I, like Biden, I don't get it. You can't be uh, a serious practicing Catholic and yet still be for abortion. I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. I don't consider her a serious Catholic or real Catholic. I don't, I don't buy Joe Biden as a real Catholic. He is in a position of power. She is in a position of power uh, where they can really advance the cause of righteousness and human life uh, and the dignity and sanctity of human life and yet, on the, on the contrary, they actually advance uh, the destruction of human life. Yeah, can I unpack a couple things on this? First of all, I love what I call the barrier to empathy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a mother. I'm a woman. I possess these parts, even though in others that becomes floating point. Right. Thus, only I am capable of feeling for the person in that position. You, you know, testicle possessors there, how dare you try to have empathy, yeah. right? That's the first thing. Second thing is, is the standing issue. I have standing because. Oh, okay. So 
Only a Jew has the standing to sympathize with the Nazis now. Only a black has the has the standing to sympathize with a slave owner. Is that what you're saying here? Because that is so inane. Or only a, a black person can drop the N-bomb in a rap song. The, the inanity of that, that only because I am what I am because of how God made me, allows me to deviate morally on this particular issue, is the stupidest thing ever. Right. The mur- psychopathic murders use that justification to to uh, justify their psychotic murder sprees all the time. Right. That's how yeah. all of the, Okay, okay, okay. So only, only... Uh, oh, I'm just getting started. I know here. you are, and that's why I had to pull this <laughs> mic away from you. Oh, man. This is, this is tough. It's tough. You know, I have to make discretionary calls all the time with Ari David. He's an awesome guy, though. But, but more to your point, like, for example, I mean, only a woman can, can disapprove of rape, right? I mean, right. only a, a, I don't know, only a woman can, uh, can feel pain, uh, you know, associated with uh, uh, anything uh, related to sex one way or the other. Of course, I mean, I don't know what to say. It, it, there's too many crazy things out there. Um, and, and this argument that she makes, it's so inept and so inane. And yet, you know, you have a lot of nodding heads along in the crowd. You can see it. Let's continue yeah, the media, on. The media is stupider than her in, in that regard. And, and, and also, just really quick, look how she, it's, it's such a, a version of straw man that's so interesting because she buries herself in her own, in the own worst stereotypical traits of her type to then attack the stereotypical traits of her type. You know? Okay, so so I, I think you're getting a little far afield there, but I do want to add one other point, which is about the uh, the notion of only a woman can appreciate this. Um, you know, well, well, apparently men can be women, so why not say that that a, a biological male can also appreciate this because he can decide that moment that he's a woman, and therefore he he now appreciates it. It's the same thing that when people when uh, that the man doesn't have a right to opine about abortion. Well. Apparently he does now. Yeah, okay, as long so as he goes into the ladies' room and pees sitting down, he can then spout his little opinions on abortion all he wants, okay. right? All right, so let's, I want to move on to the next, uh, you know, continuing comment. It's, it's not much longer. Good human being. Yes. Yes, ma'am. All right, well, I guess that was, that, that was it on that whole thing. But it's fascinating, isn't it, that, that she could, I mean, she, she moves on to another question. That's the point, I guess, of the last That's part right. of it. So I, uh, I find it fascinating that, they just think that they can get away with this. And the, and the answer is they, they can get away with it. Facts are not important. Science is not important. And it's, there's a detachment from the wisdom and the pragmatism and the reality of science when you don't have God in the equation. When you don't have, when you reject Christianity, when you re- reject Judaism, when you reject God altogether as a moral center, this is what you're going to get because all that happens, all that happens is that somebody will look at a situation and say, I want, for example, abortion to be free, legal, and available at any time I want. Uh, therefore, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the science fit what I want, okay? Same thing with, um, you know, you want to you wanna stop population growth, Okay. You're going to say, whatever it takes, that population growth is, is bad. And you're going to say, science says so as well. You'll, you'll find a way to fit it in. Uh, likewise, with the man and woman business, um, you, you want so badly that, um, 
women be perceived to be exactly the same as men, you will fit that science. And, and you will therefore proclaim and applaud when uh, a man in New Zealand uh, is approved to participate in the women's division of the, uh, the, weight of the weightlifting yeah. uh, uh, events. And, 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 that, and that is, hold on, and, and that is the kind of thing that you, would, you can expect to see. And people will say that there's, that the science says so. I was recently on, um, on OAN, or was it Newsmax? I forget now, because I'm on both of those all the time now. I think it was Newsmax. And this guy that they had me again on, on my panel, and we were talking exactly about this issue, not about the weightlifter guy, but the, the issue of transgenders in uh, participating in female sports. By the way, it's never uh, a, woman, uh, a woman wanting to participate in men's sports, but, you know, I digress. There's always some dude who wants to steal a gold medal from him, for himself from yeah. a woman. Exactly. It's, yeah. And suddenly he, yeah, he, he get, well, and he gets the glory, and this is an easy and cheap way to do it. So the point is that uh, they will fit the science. So this panelist that I'm with, he's a, he seems to be an educated guy. Uh, he, he got a very nice room with a lot of library, a lot of books in his uh, studio, and uh, he had dressed nicely and such like that. And he said... There's no evidence whatsoever that, um, you know, all, despite all this talk, there's no evidence whatsoever that tra- biological males who are transgendered become women, uh, participating in women's sports, somehow fare better than the women. And I, and I said, oh, you mean other than the... the, 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 the race? Yeah. Other than the women in Connecticut, uh, that the nine, you know, transgender who did that, and and it's Connecticut, it's going crazy the whole thing, and then many other examples. I mean, I gave him a lot, a long list of it, and other than that, dude, I mean, really, and and then putting that aside, I mean, that's just pure common sense. Right. Other than it never happens, and there's no evidence about. It, other than every time they do it, they win. Right. That's the only evidence. Yeah, that's the only evidence. Yeah, that's the only. Yeah. Outlier for some reason that we can find here. So, so some they had this schmuck, and he really is a schmuck, and he went to say that. But that that he literally thought that so many of his team on the left would nod their heads along with this, and that's really kind of what we're talking about today. Is that there are people who so willingly want to disbelieve what's right in front of them. They they just don't want it. They they want to believe that uh, rampant sex, for example, is just fine, that there's nothing wrong with that. And it's all patriarchal to say that uh, a couple should think monogamously, uh, that that is the healthier approach. Um, they, they, they don't want to believe that. So they, they make the science fit that. They, I mean, in my research of uh, Rise of the Sex Machines, for example, there was uh, science, quote-unquote, showing that those who are engaged in polyamory and uh, sex with many multiple partners all the time, that they are happier, that they somehow uh, are better at organizing their lives, that they have a better perspective because they don't, uh, they, they, they don't, they're not, you know, uh, what's the word I'm like, connected or attached to only one person uh, so that they have a sense of, that they need to be more um, adaptive to different kinds of people. So this is the, the, the nuance that they have. And they believe this crap. They really do. It's because they want to believe in it. They want unaccountable behavior. And so they will make the science conform to that unaccountable behavior. So people don't want to see what's right in front of them. So, for example, 
they don't want to see that global warming is not real. They don't want to see that. They want to, you know, time and time again, the goalposts have moved, right? The, the end of the world was supposed to happen five times already uh, since 1989. But you present that to them and they, they don't believe it or they just they can't believe it. It's ever happened. Uh, you tell them about COVID that the hydroxychloroquine uh, thing does indeed work, that all these immunizations were probably unnecessary, that we could have just lived with this virus uh, and people would not be dying in the hundreds of thousands and the, the economy wouldn't have been necessarily shut down like this. You tell people that um, the, the way that they're counting, that the numbers are, are totally off. You tell people that the infection rate was much higher and therefore the mortality rate was much lower. They won't believe you. You tell people that the masks don't work. I mean, I, I mean they, they just don't want to believe you. And they, they get very emotional about it. The facts, however, say everything differently. You and I have lived uh, very consistently with our beliefs on this. I, I thought this was nonsense. I'm not saying that the virus wasn't real. There are new viruses all the time. But... We, we learn to live with it, and uh, we wash our hands, and, but we go about our lives in a regular way. And if we get it, this, this COVID virus, we'll deal, with it. we'll deal with it. And the chances of us actually dying from it are very, very slim. And that's the way I look at it. Uh, and, you know, I live a healthy life. Um, I figure, you know, at the age of 57, I, my chances of, of actually dying from it are higher than those who are 20 or 30. Yes, but I'm not going to expect the whole world to shut down in front of me. Like this one, one gentleman who uh, I knew actually, he's a father in the school. He heard this podcast and he heard my Sunday show and he heard my face. He saw my Facebook postings all to this effect of how this is beyond preposterously out of control. And people are walking around like, uh, like chickens with their heads cut off. And I, and, and he, he just laid into me saying this is irresponsible and such like that. And that, that it's a good thing that we're shutting down the world. And I said, and, he, and then he thought he got the zinger. He said, you know, Barack, I have an immunity that's compromised. I, I could seriously die from this disease. And I said, oh, I see. So because you are compromised immunity-wise, the whole world should shut down for, for you. you. Yeah. yeah. You, you changing your behavior to protect yourself, right. I have to protect you by ruining my life, my kid's life, everyone else's life. Right. You greedy yeah. son of a bitch. Right. And, 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 you know, th- th- there are people out there all the time who have these more compromised immunities than, than he did, uh, who have to, they're literally boys in a bubble, so to speak, uh, who have, they're terrified. They're hemophiliacs. I mean, what, what do you do? Yeah, there's people with this thing called AIDS. Yeah, you might not remember them anymore. And isn't it interesting? So many of them, uh, during the mask hole craze, would come up to you and scream in your face six inches from you about how you were going to kill them. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, so, so going back to speaking about AIDS, because that's the point that I wanted to raise as well. Um, that the science around AIDS, right? That there was no science around it. Uh, I mean, at least that. Of course, there is science associated with AIDS. Uh, but the way the media portrayed the science was totally false. It was very right. similar never, to what... They never told you the straight story that it only affected certain, let's just say, non-straight people. It affected, uh, I mean, obviously, obviously, blood transfusions because people will say, well, what about blood... Yeah, t- okay, whatever. One. But the yeah, most were drug addicts and certain homosexual behaviors. Okay, so, story. so, yeah, and only, 
in only male gay behavior, generally speaking. But specifically, well, I said certain. Specifically, anal sex. Okay, so that's that's what the deal is, and uh, that was you know that's practiced in the gay community. And it is a high-risk kind of sex. That's, that's the facts. And they wanted to make it seem as if it was nothing. So they, they lied to us. They told us that it would affect one out of... I remember this in college and then later on in graduate school. They, they were telling all the students that uh, this is going to affect the heterosexual community just as much. You won't be able to differentiate. But as the years passed on, the numbers didn't uh, scream out anything close to that. In fact, I, I knew of not a single heterosexual male or woman who uh, was afflicted with AIDS unless it was a blood transfusion, like we said, and and they quickly figured that out. And so in the past 20 years or so, uh, if you were to see somebody who's told you he had HIV, uh, your your thought was immediately, okay, you know, with with all the sympathy and love in the world, that this man is probably uh, a gay. That's it. And that's, you know, look, that's the reality. And that's, that's one of the things of life. But don't tell me that, that this was something uh, that is easily transferred by way of heterosexual sex or just shaking hands or, or anything else. But they didn't want to believe the science. Why? Because it, it meant that they would have to be accountable. They would have to act differently. That, that ain't acceptable to so many on the left. Anyway, it's all about accountability, like I said. And it's, we are, if, if there's a formula out there, I, I suppose the formula, Ari, is... One of two things. If science requires accountability, then the media and the left in particular will do whatever they can to say that the science says the opposite, right? Yeah. So, so my, my, again, in Rise of the Sex Machines, I talked a lot about uh, how there's this explosion, not, not, a, not a small increase, but an explosion of STDs, sexually transmitted diseases, and uh, why that's happening and how dangerous it is for everyone. But, but nobody wants to deal with it. Why? Because it requires accountability. It requires a temperance in the way we comport ourselves, at least sexually. Okay? But no, they, they don't want that. They want to have rampant sex. And look, I, I like sex like the next guy. I'm a very heterosexual, very uh, you know, healthy male. And uh, I, I love women. I, I love to... I, you know, have lust and attractions to um, a beautiful woman like anybody else. I love my wife. She's, I, she happens to be the most beautiful woman in the world. And that's lucky for me. But nevertheless, uh, before, and, you know, you could see a, a woman on the street who's very, very attractive, and you can't help but think about these things. But I'm accountable to my wife, to my children, to my uh, family and friends, and more importantly, to God. You know, we, I made a deal. <laughs> I'm going to follow God. And that includes uh, not committing adultery. And that, that includes telling the truth to my wife and, and, and making sure that, that I keep my vows to her. I, I like that deal. I, it's a good deal for me. And it's not just because it's a good deal for me. I do it because God wants it for me. But in a sense, it's a good deal for me because I believe in God. I, I could tell myself, well, there is no God. And therefore, all these rules don't apply to me. Because that's only from that crazy notion of God that you have. But that's where accountability comes in. It's not even about choosing to believe in God. I think there is a God, and we, we talked about this at length. I, I am accountable 
And I'm not going to play the game where I'm going to say, well, science says that I don't have to be accountable, and therefore I'm going to act in a non-accountable way. Right? So you also have this whole new justice system, this, this way of looking at justice here in Los Angeles and San Francisco, where they're saying that you're not really accountable for your actions, whether that's looting right, or lying or, or even murder for that matter, uh, drugs and everything else. So you, you know, yeah, you may have committed these crimes, especially looting, but now we'll see it as a misdemeanor at best and we won't arrest you. Um, Unless they're white or conservative. Well, they, of course, it goes without saying, if you're white or conservative. Uh, and and uh, there will be no bail required. So, in other words, what's the point of arresting anybody? Because they'll be released immediately. So, again, there's an accountability thing, right? It's the era of no more accountability. That's what it is. And that's what we're having in not just in the uh, legal world, but in the scientific world, the social world. Whatever feels good is what matters. Whatever somebody says offends them, you have to respect that. So that's why everything is kowtowing to the Black Lives Matter movement. That's why everything's about the um, uh, de- dealing with the you know gay pride and this pride and that pride, um, and the ignoring of science because science itself uh, suggests accountability. Numbers tell you, for example, how well you are doing in sports and in finance and even in your health, it tells you. Numbers, numbers, numbers. And so that's why they're stripping away the SATs. That's why they... Polymath math or time racist, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's why they, they're stripping away uh, Title Title IX uh, protections for women. Everything about that is they just don't want to be accountable. Even though this weightlifter, for example, from New Zealand is going to blow away these women. We all know that. And destroy the, the dreams that these female, biologically female uh, participants, these athletes, had to go into the Olympics. And they think, I might, I have a shot. I might win the goals. And now this New Zealand schmuck, a man who professes to be a woman, is very likely going to take the goals. And what are they going to do? Oh, good for you, whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah, there's no disqualification. Ben Johnson was disqualified for doping. Yeah. Uh, Barry Bonds wasn't allowed in the Hall of Fame because there's an asterisk for his ill-gotten home runs, according to yeah. sports, just a few short years ago. But here, where's the asterisk? Where's the check bar? Where's the uh, variable to say, ah, oh, this was out of bounds? Will the Guinness Book of World Records and the uh, Olympic World Records uh, authorities just give them the world record? Yeah. For and they'll expect us to play along. Lance Armstrong also, by the way, Lance same Armstrong. thing. Yeah. So th- that's that's where we're going. That's where we're going. But you're seeing it in not just in the athletes. You're seeing it also in the global warming talk. You're seeing it in the political talk. You're seeing it in the, the COVID talk. Uh, the, the notion, for example, here's another example in the political talk. The notion that somehow uh, blacks will be most unlikely to get their vote in, that, that we're suppressing the votes of blacks. Um, but why is it that we're suppressing more Democrat votes uh, than Republican votes? Why? Why? why I mean, you're, you're saying that you were suppressing black votes, but th- th- there truly is no evidence for that at all. We actually ask a black person in a black neighborhood, uh, you know, we're, we're told that you, you have difficulty getting an ID. Is that, is that the case? And you should, you should get a leg up because of that. And they, they rightfully say, what are you talking about? Of course I don't have difficulty getting an ID. That, that's, that's not so hard. I can get it anywhere. And they, they, they seem insulted, and rightfully so. 
But there's the science for you, right? They tell you these things and they demand it that you nod your head along. So we need to get back to accountability. We, not, we need to get back to reality. And the only way to do that, really the only way, is to get back to God. If, if we do not have God in the picture, then all that you're going to see is somebody or some political party for that matter or some country saying, what can I do to best advance my agenda uh, and twist science and logic and everything else on its head to advance that agenda, right? Wouldn't you expect that? And that's exactly, Ari, exactly what we are seeing. And that's what we have to fight. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.